confidence equals self-worth. And if you don't believe that you're worth a certain amount, how are you ever going to attract that kind of money? This is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sacred Wealth Podcast. I have Brie Marquis here, and we are going to talk about confidence and manifestation. And I'm so excited to have you, Brie. I'm so excited as well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So my first question is specifically around your perspective on manifesting. So what was the pivotal moment when your perspective on manifesting shifted? That's a great question because I feel like I've always been that kind of person who has huge dreams. I always knew that I was going to like have a big family, big, happy family and a beautiful house. And my dream has always been like to build my own house and have it exactly the way I want it. And I've always got those kind of questions from my family, like, okay, well, how are you going to do that? And I never had an answer for how I was going to do anything. I just knew that it was going to happen. And I'm like, what do you mean? How's it going to happen? That's just the life that I'm going to have. End of story. And so even though I feel like I've always kind of had that little tinge of optimism in my personality, I definitely had a lot of self-doubt and limiting beliefs that I needed to work with. So realizing that that was important work that needed to be done was definitely when I started making a shift into more intentional manifestation and mindset work and really releasing those limiting beliefs. And how old are you now? And how old were you when you started that work? I think I was probably about 20, 21 when I started. I'm 24 now. And I had my son, Dallas. He just turned two. I had him when I was 22. And that was definitely when I started to take it a lot more seriously because I'm like, it's not just me now. I have a little family and it's time to change my life, as cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. Well, what was the hardest part about shifting your mindset? Definitely, like I said, the limiting beliefs. I'm lucky enough to be still fairly young, early 20s. But when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you have decades of beliefs that have been drilled into you for so long that it takes a lot of work to kind of rewrite that narrative and to release those beliefs. And some people are just born with much more supporting beliefs and they don't even realize that privilege. That's why some people are born with more opportunity, born with a stronger mindset naturally because their parents also had that and raised them that way. But unfortunately, a lot of us, myself included, weren't raised with that kind of mindset. So kind of needing to do the work later on in life, I'd say is definitely the hardest part. Yeah. What would you say the biggest or hardest block to get over so far has been? Definitely 
I used to struggle to make money. And that has been the thing that I've thrived the most in. I have no problem manifesting literally as much money as I want whenever I want, but I struggle much more in keeping it and trusting myself with it. I have manifested almost $10,000 at once and literally the next week been down to zero. When you're not comfortable with something, you want to get rid of it so that you can go back to your comfortable state. So definitely learning to trust yourself to keep what you manifest once you do is one of the hardest parts of the whole thing. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are scared of having to show up for the self that they promised they'd be once they got rich. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, once I get rich, I'll hire a personal chef and I'll take my health seriously and I'll go to the gym and I'll do all of these things that are going to make me this amazing higher self person that I've always wanted to be. And then when we get the money, you're like, oh shit, that means I have to get out of my comfort zone. That means I have to actually do the thing that I've been saying I'm going to do this whole time. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the be, do, have model, but essentially you need to be something and then you'll have something to do whatever it is. So say if you're a wealthy person, you have the money to do like travel, have luxurious groceries, whatever it is that you think is going to be your nice life that you can afford, but you're relying on if I had more money that I can do these things, then I could be a healthy person, successful person, rich person. And that's a little bit backwards. And it can be hard to embody something that you don't believe that you are right now, because you think that you need to have a certain amount of money, you need to lose a certain amount of weight to be some sort of way. But living as if you have that fantasy life now is how you really get it and how it feels comfortable when it's real. Because I can tell you having $5 in the bank or whatever, and then thinking, I wish I had 10 grand. And then having 10 grand, you don't feel any different. You think you do, and you really don't. And learning to have that like millionaire mindset or six figure mindset or whatever it is your goal is like right now and just creating that luxury life for yourself in the present moment is how you kind of get yourself to that vibration of being that person you want to be. I love that you said that because that concept is a lot of what my teaching centers around is bringing what you think is so far in the future of like luxurious. If I have money, then I'll get to do all of that. But bringing the things that fill your cup up into your present day so that you're not waiting to lose the weight. You're not waiting to make the money. You're not waiting to do the things that you love before you get something else. So speaking of losing the weight, I'd love to talk about your body confidence journey and how did that body confidence journey transform your money mindset? Yeah, so I love that because I feel like not a lot of people make that correlation between body confidence and money mindset. And it does make a difference because for me, confidence equals self-worth. And if you don't believe that you're worth a certain amount, how are you ever going to attract that kind of money? And for me, even in body confidence right now, I believe like maybe 10 pounds shy, but I'm about the heaviest I've ever been, but also the most confident I've ever been. And that's just really my way of saying that size doesn't matter. I know that if you're in a low place, that can be really hard to believe, but I kind of stopped. Even in my business, I used to be a health coach and I always thought I couldn't be successful until I lost weight. Who would take health advice from somebody who's overweight? And now my business, like manifestation, money, anything like that has nothing to do with your weight. Yet still, I've thought I can't be successful. I can't be popular on Instagram. I can't have 
clients that want to work with me and look up to me if I'm not a certain size, which is like saying that out loud, obviously ridiculous, but it's a real struggle that a lot of people face. So I know that building confidence in yourself and your body and your abilities is just going to set you up to be that person, as we said, embodying that kind of thing that you want. And then the money just kind of comes naturally because you're at that level of worth where you're like, I'm worthy of being loved. I'm worthy of living the life that I dream. And then the money is just like, all right, I'm going to show up for you so that I'm going to support that vision of yourself. Right. Yeah. I love that because I think that most things are not actually about the money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of our focus, a lot of the time is on how can I make more money? How can I hit this 5k month in my business? How can I eke out an extra $200 this week. And when we start focusing on the service or when we start focusing on our worthiness around serving, so not even just like having a focus on the client, but having a focus on the fact that I have enough experience in my life to be able to be a leader and to be able to impact somebody's life is when the money is just going to come flowing. Mm -hmm. And one affirmation that I like to say is I value my unique gifts and I get paid tenfold for the value that I put out into the world, right? Like knowing what you're worth, knowing that you can support other people and that you're just going to be compensated for that. Love that. Yeah. I listened to this song. I have this playlist. They're basically mantras, but they're like musical mantras. (laughs) Yeah. I have my little high vibe playlist. Yeah. Because music is so important to like, pay attention to the words that you're repetitively listening to. Yeah. Once I started listening to like mantra music, Mm -hmm. I'll play something in the intro to like get an idea, but yeah, it just like changes your whole day. Yeah. And music is something I use a lot in my manifestation process and in aligning to money. And I love old Southern rap, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like nineties rap Mm -hmm. because It's so money centric. It's about the cars and the houses and aligning to the worthiness of having nice things. And yeah, it's just an amazing tool to use to align. Okay. So in your own words, what does confidence mean to you? And what is one myth about confidence that you would like to challenge? Well, as I always try to advocate for, to me, confidence is just so much more than body confidence. I know that body positivity and body confidence is really popular right now, especially in the social media space. And it's important to, of course, be confident in the way that you look and the way that you feel in your body, but to know that that is like the tiniest little fraction of who you are and to embody confidence in even just your interests. If you love to watch a certain TV show or read a certain series of books, like the example, if you're really like into Harry Potter and that lights you up and you geek out over it. Having those personality traits, things that enrich your personality are things that you should be confident about. And I mentioned in school, sometimes if you have interests or certain things that you're into that are different than what's popular, you kind of get ridiculed and you are exposed to that self-doubt. So really learning to know what your interests are and then on a deeper level, what your core values are and what your true beliefs are and just being confident in that. And also just embodying the full range of human emotions, knowing that confidence isn't a 100% 10 out of 10 thing that's going to happen all the time. 
as you said before with money being inconsistent in my episode just realized that wasn't in this episode (laughs) that's okay it's always a journey and even if you're going through peaks and valleys highs and lows the overall trajectory of that is going to be growth so just really understanding that even on a bad day or in certain seasons of life that there's always going to be those ups and downs yeah beautifully said and just so y'all know we did just record a podcast over on breeze podcast. So definitely check that out. So you listen to this one. (laughs) So yeah, what you said, being confident, I think being unapologetic is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Being confident in your interests and not caring what other people think. I love the Twilight series and I'm not afraid to (laughs) admit it. It is a shameless obsession of mine. I love that. Mm -hmm. It was formative for me in high school. I read all the books at least 10 times over in my high school years. So I still go back to those books and just read my favorite parts. (laughs) You'll eventually find somebody when you're older, who's also going to be really into it. And then you almost get that validation when somebody else is excited about it, but learning to give yourself validation and not needing to find somebody who's into the same thing. Of course, that's nice to have somebody to relate to. But even in terms of people like commenting on your Instagram or investing in your programs, needing that validation as a coach to have a certain amount of clients, there's so many ways that we seek external validation when the most important part of confidence is really self-sourcing everything. Yeah, internalized confidence. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are some ways to channel confidence to boost your money mindset on days when you are feeling down and the human emotions are running the gambit. Yeah, it's definitely hard when you're in a negative headspace because what we naturally tend to do is we spiral, we start to focus on everything that's going wrong. And one of my favorite quotes is you are where your attention is. So if you're focusing on the negative, that's going to grow. That's going to keep reminding you of all the negative things you could possibly think of, but not trying to shove down whatever's happening, not trying to ignore it, but acknowledging it, sitting with it, but also trying to shift and find positive things, positive outcomes with that situation, find other things that you're grateful for. Just really gratitude for me is such a big thing to shift how I'm feeling because even if I feel totally like crap, maybe I've gone and like binge ate all day, skipped work, And it's not coming from a place where I feel like I'm resting or treating myself. Like it's a sabotaging behavior and I just feel like absolute garbage. I can still think like, hey, I'm grateful to be alive. And that it's important to think that you don't need to pull yourself right back into being like super high vibe and perfect, but just giving yourself grace and being patient with yourself. Yeah, beautiful. I love that because I think there's so much pressure to be high vibe all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And if you look on Instagram, there's no low vibes. There's no low vibes on Instagram. So you start to feel insecure about the fact that fuck, like I've had three or four days in a row where I'm not, haven't felt high vibe. And maybe it's your cycle. Maybe you're on your period or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the weather. It's literally so dreary right now <laughs> outside my window. So it's just acknowledging and giving yourself grace to be low vibe for like a a second, you know? Yeah. And you can't even appreciate the highs without going through those lows and just 
really understanding and embracing that that is just what it means to be human is so important because then, like you said, you don't feel bad or you don't feel like you're doing something wrong because we all go through it. Doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter what your life looks like, who you have in your life. It's always going to be something that every single person on this earth deals with. I love that. It doesn't matter how much money you have, we all go through it. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, what do you remember about the first time you manifested money? So you mentioned that you're like really good at manifesting any amount that you focus on. So when did you actually notice that you were good at it? Definitely when I tried to really go for bigger amounts. One time I decided to share all my stories in real time. Like, hey, I'm going to manifest $550 today because I needed to pay a bill. And I'm like, I'm just going to not need to tap into anything that I have. I'm just going to manifest this and pay it off. And then the grand total was something like $1,006. And everybody was like, holy crap, how'd you get that in one day? And then I brushed it off saying like, well, I don't do this every single day. And then I realized "Hmm, I could if I wanted to, I guess. And then more recently, my financial situation hit a low and I had $8 in my bank account. I stressed out for a little bit for sure. But then I said, you know what? Instead of stressing, my rent is already paid. I have food. My son has clothes on his back. I don't need to worry. My basic needs are met. So how fun would it be if I just imagined that $8 to be $8,000 instead? So I just literally visualized three zeros on the end. And then the next morning I woke up to like $7,600 deposit. So pretty close. So that's definitely the largest amount of money that I've manifested in the shortest amount of time. But the first time it's funny that you asked because I barely recognized it. When Dallas, my son, was first born, I was living with my parents and my grandma used to visit me maybe once or twice a week. And I was currently in the multi-level marketing business and I was trying to manifest money. And I always assumed that that money would come in the form of enrollments or cycles or bonuses in that business. And I wasn't getting any traction. And so I convinced myself that manifestation just wasn't working, even though every time my grandma would come to visit me, She would bring me a box of diapers or a case of formula or something for Dallas that would save me literally hundreds of dollars on baby supplies that I would have had to buy. And so even though I wasn't getting traction in my business, I wasn't getting a direct injection of cash. I was still getting a form of abundance that I was completely blind to. So I think that one really important thing when it comes to manifestation is to recognize abundance in all its different forms and also to release control because I think Say if you're a coach and you want to manifest 5K, let's say in a month, you're like, okay, I charge $1,000 a client. So I need five clients and you obsess over it looking that specific way and you don't release to the universe because this isn't about you. You're a co-creator with the universe. So you kind of have to work together and be open to all the different streams because they could look a bunch of different ways and it's not up to us to control the how and when. Yeah, I love that. I think that is so beautifully said, first of all. And then Second of all, being able to equate physical objects to money is so important. Mm -hmm. So even though, like you said, you didn't have an actual cash injection, money took the form of the physical object. Yeah. So I didn't technically get that money, but the $100 that I would have had to spend on diapers or formula or whatever, I now had free for something else. Or we get things like a refund like cash back on a credit card. We randomly found out that we had $500 bank there, or we get an email saying that we're getting $100 off from now on on our insurance, little things like that that are saving us money. But because it's not a literal deposit of cash or the way 
exactly that you wanted it, like a new client signing up and paying in full. We just kind of ignore it and are blind to it. And then we tell ourselves that it didn't work. And then the universe sees and it's like, okay, I gave you what you want and you didn't even see it and you're not appreciative of it. So no more for you kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, love that. Okay, so one thing I did want to ask you specifically was what types of things are you teaching Dallas and how are you committed to helping him grow up in an abundance mind state? Yeah, so when I first found out that I was pregnant, I was so grateful that I knew that I had the opportunity to raise my own child. Like I said earlier, it's so hard to relearn everything when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on. And so having the opportunity to give my son the advantage of all of those beliefs from birth is something that I'm so grateful for and so excited to teach him. So I know that it's funny because it works out when he's old enough to do like shoveling the driveway and that kind of stuff. I get to basically um, do some child labor and I would save money because I'm paying less to him than I would pay a professional, but I'm going to pay him for the work that he does and teach him that he needs to save and all type of things. But when he gets like a gift card for his birthday, making sure he knows that he's attracting that kind of thing and making it easier for him to recognize those types of things and be grateful for it that I wasn't currently seeing. But I also do know that I'm not going to try to force him into any one belief because then he's still going to end up in that same place where if he decides when he's a late teenager or in his 20s that he wants to do something different, he's still going to need to change his mindset all on his own. So nurturing him, giving him a positive money mindset, but also encouraging him to ask questions, to challenge me on certain things and working with him to set him up in his own beliefs, if that makes sense. I love that. And the system that I use, Profit First, the book has the whole section in the back about getting your kids involved in the system and setting up a way for them to earn money and also them having their own little envelopes that they can separate money into like, okay, this is going to be for candy this week or, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't have kids. (laughs) My roommate has a son and we play this little game on the TV and it's just like a hill racing. It's literally on the fire stick. There's two buttons. It's super simple, but you need to collect coins to unlock different cars. And so he would say that he wanted one specific one that cost like a hundred thousand coins. And then there'd be another one that he wanted that was 200,000. So he would say, okay, let's buy this one and then buy the second one. And I'm trying to teach him if you don't get that first one, it's going to take you half the amount of time to get the second one. So really, that's something that obviously my son isn't old enough to understand yet. And even just talking about money in general, because I know that a lot of parents hide money things from them. You never learn about investments or anything like that when you're young and then you're really overwhelmed when you become an adult. So just educating him and making sure he knows what his options are without trying to force anything specific on him. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned one of your favorite affirmations before. So do you have any favorite money affirmations? I always just generally tend to stick to I'm open to receiving. I'm open to receiving from all streams. I don't chase money. I attract it. Everything is always working out. And even if I'm coming up to a bill where I'm worried if I'm going to be able to pay it or be able to afford something else after it's paid, I always say, my bills have always been paid. Why would they not be paid this time? And really, I feel like that's a more candid kind of 
affirmation. And I always say that the key to affirmations is making them believable. Because if I woke up every morning and said, I'm a millionaire, I'm always living my best life, your subconscious mind rejects that because it knows it like calls bullshit on you. And then it tries to convince you of the beliefs that you've been holding to make you more safe in its eyes, even though that may not be actually the case, and just make you more comfortable. So making your affirmations believable. For me, I am open to receiving is very simple, yet so powerful. So saying things like that is definitely my go-to. Perfect. Well, I think that's where we're going to leave it off. Thank you so much, Brie, for coming on. And I'd love for you to tell us where we can find you, how we can work with you. So I hang out mostly on Instagram at Brie Markey, just first and last name. And I'm always sharing stuff on there about confidence, about mindset manifestation. I just opened a brand new membership called the Practical Magic Membership, where you learn very practical approaches to manifestation and you get new PDFs every week there. That is uh, my low ticket offer. And then I also have my money mindset bundle. So I know a lot of your audience is obviously going to be money focused. So I have just the workbook for half the price, or you can get where it's three different videos that address the workbook and really break it down into more detail. So all of that is available on my website through my Instagram. Oh, and I also have my own podcast, (laughs) as we mentioned before. It's called Manifest Like a Mother, available on Spotify and on Apple. Beautiful. Manifest Like a Mother. And if you could leave my audience with one thing about money or about confidence, what would that be? To always just appreciate where you're at. Know that the best is always yet to come. So if you're in a really hard place right now, thinking that there's no way that you could possibly love or accept yourself or find a partner who's going to completely love and accept you or live a life where you're really peaceful and wealthy, that the best is yet to come. And then when you're in that place where you feel like everything is perfect, still knowing that the best is yet to come and just amazing yourself with that is just so powerful. So the best is yet to come. I love that. Best is yet to come. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bree, and I hope you have a great week. No problem. You too. You've been listening to the Pleasurable Money Podcast. If you want to attract more money into your life, subscribe to Pleasurable Money wherever you listen. And if you learned something today, DM this episode to a friend. Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world. So if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.